0: I want to talk to you briefly today about what makes Hashimoto antibodies arise and why you sometimes get a negative result with Hashimoto antibodies, even though you still might have Hashimoto's. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. So here's the thing, when we're talking about Hashimoto's, well, we're talking about hypothyroidism. 95% of hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's. Now Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. It's where your immune system is attacking your thyroid. And I always use the analogy of little soldiers. You get these soldiers in their barracks and they're confused and they're not working for you. They're working against you. They're going out and they're beating up your thyroid. And then it doesn't work so well because I'm pretty sure if I beat you up every day, you wouldn't be able to do your job very well. Now, would you? You would not be a productive member of society. So your thyroid cannot be productive when it's getting beat up on a regular basis by these little soldiers. But the problem is, is that many times... Patients will go and they'll ask for a full thyroid panel. We've talked about this before. And if you're lucky, you'll get TSH and free T4. You have to specifically ask for the free T3, reverse T3, and the antibodies. So there are two. And it blows my mind that so many doctors will test one. I will have patients come to me and I will see one antibody tested. So I'll I'll usually see TPO because thyroperoxidase, that's your main one. That's the the antibody for Hashimoto's that nine times out of 10 will be elevated, even if TGA isn't. Even if that second antibody test shows no antibodies whatsoever, TPO is usually the one that first reacts and that we first see the signs of Hashimoto's. So sometimes doctors will just test TPO and not TGA, but we have to look at both. So we have to look at thyroperoxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies to get that full picture. Now, those can come back as a false negative. This is why we like testing antibodies. If they do come back as a negative, and I mean, dead zero, not just, oh, you're fine, you're normal. I'm not saying that is negative. I mean, negative, zero, zero. Because remember, even if you have two, three, five, nine, 18 antibodies, you have that amount of soldiers that are going up and beating up your thyroid. So why would we call that negative if you have two, five, 10, 18 soldiers that are reacting, that are battling, that are out for the fight, that are confused, that think that your thyroid is the enemy? That is still Hashimoto's those are still antibodies against your thyroid. So that's why we want to test and not guess. That's why we want to get TPO and TGA antibodies to really see what is going on and whether or not you have Hashimoto. So we want to test those multiple times because they can come back as a false negative. But we know, and we can do this through deduction, that autoimmune begets autoimmune. So if you're a patient, you come to see me and we're looking at all your thyroid labs and we look at your thyroid antibodies and they are zero and you have had them tested multiple times and they are zero, but you have psoriasis, you have celiac, you have Crohn's disease, you've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis or Sjogren's, chances are you have Hashimoto's because where we see one autoimmune, we see more than one autoimmune condition. So we can kind of do this through logical deduction of other autoimmune conditions. And quite frankly, if you come to me and you're miserable and you're gaining weight and you can't stop the weight from coming on and you can't lose weight no matter what you do, and you're tired and your hair is falling out and you're constipated and you have joint pain, I don't really care what the antibodies are. I wanna see them, but just because they are zero, if they are, that doesn't mean we're not going to treat. That doesn't mean we're not gonna pay attention to your thyroid numbers. You are more than a lab value. You are a human being with symptoms. So we have to look at your symptoms as well as those lab values. So you may or may not have Hashimoto's depending on what those antibodies come back at. We want them at zero. If you have any antibodies at all, and your doctor told you that you do not have Hashimoto's, you have Hashimoto's if you have antibodies, because in functional medicine, we want them at zero. That is the optimal lab value range for either of the antibodies for Hashimoto's. Now, what can make Hashi antibodies raise? So first of all, pregnancy is a big one. So, those stressors, those hormonal changes that occur, sometimes they'll occur in, and we'll see antibodies pop their head in puberty because that is a deep hormonal change in the body, male and female. Sometimes we do see them in puberty and in young people. Sometimes it's not until a woman becomes pregnant. So, oftentimes my patients will come to me and they'll say, you know, it was after I had my first baby or after I had my second baby that everything went to hell and I started feeling like garbage and that's when the weight came on and I couldn't shed the baby weight and I was tired all the time, more tired than what I should be even after having a baby. And that's when everything went downhill. So pregnancy, any kind of hormonal shift can turn on that autoimmune switch So that's when we see Hashimoto antibodies raise. And I talk about the six stages of Hashimoto's. We'll link to that in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to that podcast and go through each of the stages because there are multiple stages of Hashimoto's. In the very beginning, you may not see antibodies. But once that turns on, then the antibodies show themselves. So pregnancy is a big one. The other one, any kind of shift in the immune system a shift in the immune system. So that can be Epstein-Barr virus. That's a huge trigger for Hashimoto's. Lyme disease, any kind of other tick-borne illness. A severe cold, a virus, maybe the C-virus that you got. Then all of a sudden that cytokine storm kicks up. Your immune system shifts into high gear and then sometimes low gear and those antibodies raised. So many, many thyroid patients are finding that they are significantly worse. And sometimes we need to do an adjustment of medication after they have the C virus, or even a really bad flu virus, even a really bad cold over the winter. Your body is under severe stress and duress when it's battling a viral or bacterial infection. And that is a shift in the immune system that can occur that can then turn on those Hashimoto antibodies. Another one is the gut. So we always say health starts in the gut. Your immune system begins in the gut. T4 to T3 conversion, some of that occurs in the gut. If your gut is dysregulated, and remember, anytime I talk about gut, I'm not just talking about having constipation or diarrhea or bloating or gas or heartburn. It can just be that you've been, you, you, might ha- you might tell me, listen, my gut is awesome. I poop twice a day, once a day, twice a day. I'm good, no heartburn whatsoever. I can eat spicy foods all I want and I'm, I'm solid, I'm good. But it might not be your gut, but it's still your gut. So there's something called leaky gut. And this is one of the three legs of the autoimmune stool. Dr. Alessio Fasano talks about this a ton. If you want to learn more, look him up because he's funny and knowledgeable, and he's just an amazing, amazing practitioner that describes the three-legged stool of autoimmunity. One of those legs is leaky gut. Now, he jokes in his videos and says, you say leaky gut and everybody thinks diarrhea. That's not what it is. The gut used, we used to think that the gut was comprised of tile and grout where that grout was solid, your entire GI, GI tract was, was one enclosed system that nothing could get in or out. And now we know it's like tile and doors, that things like lipopolysaccharides and uh, toxins, um, any kind of antigen that is just inflammatory, gluten, big one, breaks down those doors, opens the doors. And all of those molecules, those inflammatory things, gluten, toxins, prescription medications, all of those, those things are able to break down the gut lining. And then it gets into your system and it causes systemic inflammation. So that alone, that inflammatory response, which then results in what? Stress and what a shift in the immune system can turn on those Hashimoto antibodies, can just bring them, bring them to light. There they are then, then we test and we see them. Sometimes you'll feel it, sometimes you'll get worse and actually experience those antibodies raising. So those are just a few things that will kick up Hashimoto antibodies, but please remember this, here's the take home. Number one, you want to get tested. So you want to have the TPO and TGA antibodies tested. Yes, we do like to test those antibodies frequently, even if you are a patient under care, on medication, working towards getting optimized, we still want to check them out. Now, the goal is to get those antibodies to zero, but you also have to understand that antibodies can fluctuate. So when those antibodies fluctuate, You can't base your progress on what your antibodies say. The goal is to get them at zero. But listen, if you're at 200 and 600, and you're telling me that you feel fantastic, okay, then we may still chip away and make some nutritional changes and make, and, you know, look at the Epstein-Barr virus, look at your lines, see if there's any co-infections. But the bottom line is you feel great. And if you feel like crap, and we look at your antibodies and they're elevated, that's another story. Then we can kind of come back to the drawing board and say, OK, what's going on here that we need to adjust that are causing those antibodies to raise and calling causing you to feel like crap? So it's all a matter of personalization, but I want you to understand what makes Hashimoto antibodies kick up, when to panic, when not to panic. Listen to yourself, listen to your symptoms, pay attention to your body. You know your body better than anyone and reach out for help if you want more answers. This podcast, the Thyroid Fixer podcast, gives you a ton of answers, a ton of content. And then you can always jump on a discovery call with me to and my team to find out how we can work together. And I have some great things in store for you coming up. So take the education, soak it in, keep learning and keep asking. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please share this episode and check out the entire Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. If you're on iTunes, it would be awesome if you left me a review. And just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat. So you always wanna check with your doctor about any advice given on this podcast. And if you'd like to schedule a discovery call, Please refer to the show notes for all the links. Everything that we talked about in the podcast will be in there with a guide for you on how you can get your life back. Let's get you fixed.